0: It's the next level.
1: You need a plan.
0: I want to be on the radio.
1: He wants to be on radio.
0: But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word.
1: I talk. This is ridiculous.
0: I don't understand. You need to grow up. That No way.
1: Oh, man, I love that guy. We'll put no more tears on the label. But it does make you cry. I know. it's starting. And now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's The Melting
0: Pack, and it starts right to The Melting Pad. Here's your
1: host, Pat Joplin. Why, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends. Welcome to the show, The Melting Pad, here on the Next Level Network. Today is the start of a series. It's not the first one I'm recording, but uh, I made a decision a number of weeks ago, or months, or years, whenever these are going to drop, that I knew I wouldn't have time to record episodes for whatever reason. Hopefully it's for a good thing, not for a bad thing. So I decided to call these appetizers. Why? I don't know. Just one topic, roll with it. Uh, hopefully 15 to 20, max 30-ish. The original plan, by the way, was to record a bunch of these on my lunch break, so then I have a parameter of time. But um, instead, I'm just doing them when I have some free uh, free minutes available. So that's what I'm doing. Is this any It is any time. It is. Uh, so again, this is not the first one I'm recording, but this will be the first one that I drop, uh, because I figured, well, we might as well start from the beginning, right? Because the other one that I did was my time in independent radio, which you will hear at some point or maybe never at all. And maybe these will never be used. Maybe I'll never need them. I don't know. You know what? No, there's gotta be a time when I'll need it. So anyway, uh, the point is that... (laughs) That it's one topic roll with it so the first one is my time at WDSR so I went to college yeah I'm, I'm just gonna try to roll in and and uh, see where we go and just kind of talk about all the stuff that I uh, can remember from that time yeah more than a decade ago when I started so I uh, yeah went to college good old Seattle University up in the middle of a cornfield and it was great you know I still talk to a bunch of the people I went to school with because they're awesome made some great friends had a lot of fun You know, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, but nothing ever is in life, right? Right. So we had a radio station, and it started, I think, the second semester of my sophomore year. But at that time, I was not able to get into the station because you needed to either be taking the class, the radio class, or uh, be good enough friends with someone who was in the class. Or maybe when it first started, they were limiting it to people in the class. I don't know how that worked, but uh, I did not get involved when it started. I got involved the next year, and it was weird. I I didn't know if I was going to do it because at the time I was kind of focusing more on writing, doing journalism things, um, and I enjoyed it. I still enjoy that. And so I wasn't sure if I was going to do radio at all. I was kind of nervous, very nervous, actually, of, you know, hey, what if I sound terrible? What if I don't know what I'm talking about? What if... uh, I don't know. What if there's a bunch of dead air or whatever? What if nobody listens? What if nobody cares right now? Those things, I kind of revel in those. But uh, <laughs> so I was invited to do a sports show by a man named Mike Caffarelli, a buddy of mine who actually it was kind of weird because. Um, so, OK, the first show was just Mike and I, and then he invited our buddy, Brian. Well, his buddy, Brian, they grew up together. Brian's been on this show. So I said, hey, can I ask Tim to do the show? Tim was in the class with Mike. So I said, hey, Mike, do we, you want to do a four, uh, four-man four show? And it'll be, it will be might be more fun, right? So he said, yeah, sure, go ahead. So I invited Tim. Uh, Mike invited Brian. Brian and I were the ones not in the class. We be the odd men out, I guess. Uh, but I always thought it was kind of weird that Brian wasn't the first one invited. And I don't know why that is. Like, half and I weren't um great friends I guess we were buddies we were pals but you know I, I didn't think I was on his short list of being on uh, being a radio co-host but I'm glad that you know, that I was uh despite what ended up happening with some controversy and some messiness but uh he started me on this path of uh of whatever this is so uh, you know I, I'm grateful to him for it I thank him for it and um yeah, I'm sorry that I was such a jerk. So, anyway, we're going to get to that. So, we started doing this show, and I wish I had... Part of me wishes I had the first episode, because sometimes we'd forget to record the show, and I don't know that Mike recorded the first episode. So, we don't... It's gone. It's in the ether. It's somewhere, or not anywhere. Um, I kind of wish I had it, because I would like to just hear how the first ever time I was on the air sounded. But uh, I spent a lot of time this... um this spring slash summer uploading a lot of those old shows that I had that I did have and uh, they were rough those early ones were rough so I'm kind of glad the other part of me is glad I don't have it so the nostalgia is strong with that because it was the first time I ever did it and I don't remember much about it to be honest with you Uh, but at the same time it's like ah, do I really want to hear it yeah (laughs) so uh, that show started off Innocently enough, you know, four of us, we were all fans of different teams. So that kind of made for some interesting discussions. And then um, I don't really know how to explain what happened, except that maybe we all just got tired of each other or tired of certain people on the air. And we all started kind of uh, taking digs at each other, some more than others. And it was weird because everybody thought that Tim was the big jerk uh, making fun of Mike all the time. But it turns out, I've listened to some of those older shows, it was me. I was the big jerk, because I, what I didn't realize was I was saying the quiet part out loud, and by out loud, I meant close enough to the microphone where it could be heard. So, uh, yeah, it was me, really. Uh, <laughs> am I going to take responsibility for breaking up the sports line? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I do feel bad, though. I did. Uh, although Mike and I seem to have patched things up lately, so I guess that's good, right? I need to have him on. I think that's really what I need to do at some point. Maybe by the time this comes out, it will have already happened, but uh, I don't know. So the sports line uh, morphed into the trio. Tim, Brian, and I did our own show because the sports line was Monday and Wednesday, and the trio was Friday because, I don't know, Mike had class or something. So we kind of broke off for that. We did the trio for another two semesters, and then, um, yeah, this is the evolution of the sports shows. Uh, And then Brian decided, hey, I want to do a show, a sports show, Would you like to do it? He called it the Milky Way. I'm like, this is great because it was less. The trio kind of became an NFL show, which was fine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm more of a baseball, more of a other sports guy than football. So I say this as I've done Game of the Week on this show for five years. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, uh, I'm more of a baseball guy, and we didn't talk a lot about baseball. But luckily, when Brian did his show, he loves baseball as well, so we did that. And then Brian and I decided uh, we were going to do some wrestling show, which was utterly fantastic. Um, Man, so much of that show was just, okay, it started as let's recap the TV shows and all this other stuff. And then we decided um, at the suggestion of some listeners, hey, that stuff is really boring. Can you do some news topics and stuff instead? So we decided to do that. And I think it really turned the show around. I really think that once we got away from beat-by-beat beat recaps of the shows, it became a lot more fun for, not only for us, but I think for everybody listening. And then, oh, and then the callers. Oh my gosh. So I uh, I wasn't sure how this show was going to go. I mean, at, at first, like I said, it was just recaps of the shows and trying to fill two hours twice a week. And that was, uh, I don't know why we did that, but... We made made it work, and then uh, we had some wrestlers call in, and it was just... At first, it was once a week. It would be the Macho Man Randy Savage, and that was great. So we talked to him for about a half hour a week, and I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. And then it evolved or devolved, depending on your point of view, into basically a a who's who of NWO members kind of taking over, and that became a hallmark of the show, and then... um, I don't want to say a hallmark of the station, but they did call other shows, which I thought was hilarious because some shows. So by that point, I was on the staff. Brian and I was on the were on the staff. Tim was program director. I was uh, the music director, and Brian we made him the sports and news director or something just to give him a title because we liked him and we wanted him on staff, and uh, and it was a lot of fun. So what would happen is that these uh, these callers, these wrestlers would call these other shows and just start talking. They would start either just making fun of stuff or they'd try to join in some conversations or, uh, you know, whatever the case was. And some of the shows rolled with it. Oh, Hey, it's Scott Hall. Hey, it's Mike Tyson. Hey, it's whoever. Right. And they would roll with it and have fun. Other shows were very upset that these people were calling and interrupting the show. So the fun part about, well, maybe fun is the wrong word. But the interesting fact you should know is that there was no screening room. Like when you have a regular radio station, you have your booth where the show is going on. And then in a separate booth, a separate room, you have the phone that people call. And you have a producer or an intern or whoever sitting in there to screen the calls. Hey, this is WDSR. You know, uh, what's your name? What are you calling for? Right? They do that for like contests. That's why you don't hear... When they say caller number 12, you don't hear 11 other people on the air because they screen and they have the people on. So we did not have that. It was the phone in the room and they were live calls. And so you had no idea who was going to be on the line when you picked up. Like when you press that button, that yellow orange button to answer the call, you had no idea who was going to be on the other end. Right. And fun fact also, I don't know if this is fun, but um, I thought about kind of recreating the studio here in my house. And I was like, oh, what if I get a uh, little box for the phone thing and try to have the same look and feel of that? I'm like, oh, great. How much could that little box cost? Like a 100 bucks?" It was uh, $510. That's how much. A li- it was a little box with uh, an answer button, a drop button, uh, the connection for the phone, and a dial pad. And it was $500. And I was like, "Um, I'll just use my cell phone, thanks. Uh <laughs> So... <laughs> I thought it would have been awesome. It would have been a nice little uh, little thing just for me to have when I had some uh, some callers, some interviews, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's easier to just use my cell phone now that I really thought about it practically. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, where was I going? Oh, yeah, so sometimes people would get upset, and uh, because I was on the staff, uh, they would come to me. We all put our phone numbers on the, in the studio. If you have any problems, give us a call, text us, whatever. And so I would get phone calls and texts all the time, hey – these people are calling our shows and interrupting the show. And so I would ask, all right, well, what are you doing when they call? Are you saying, hey, you're on the air, you want to talk about what we're talking about? Or do you just get mad at them when they're on the air so they hear you get upset and they're going to just keep calling to mess with you? That's the difference, right? Callers can only ruin your show if you let them. That's what I always told everybody. They can only ruin the show if you let them. So if you invite them in and have them be a part of the show – they're gonna hang up and they're gonna be like, all right, cool, we did the thing and we're done. The other thing was they all thought it was me. So that was fun. And even after I graduated, people were still calling and they were like, oh thanks, Pat. I'm like, that's not me and uh, I don't I don't know what the connection is maybe because just because they called our show and uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, they were I was getting blamed uh, six months after I was I had left. I was like, okay, well, there you go. That's me. That's uh, what are you gonna do? So the callers were fun. Um, we ended up, we were able to interview the first season of some wrestling show with a ring announcer from ring of honor wrestling. His name was Bobby Cruz. That was fantastic. He liked us so much. We did that over the phone. Uh, he liked us so much that he told the president of ring of honor wrestling, Hey, these guys are awesome. And the president who lived nearby was like, all right, I'm going to go to the studio. We're going to have a conversation. So that was insane. Uh, ring of honor gave us tickets to give away on the show and that came from an awkward thing that I had. I just walked into their training facility, not knowing you couldn't do that. Sorry if I told the story before, but uh, not knowing you couldn't do that. The guy was like, oh, this isn't a public office. Like, what's going on? I was like, oh, I have a radio show. I was wondering if we can get some, uh, some interviews. We could talk to people. It'd be a lot of fun. And the guy was like, all right, call this guy. And so I called their PR guy. We set everything up. He was like, here's some tickets to give away. The ring announcer's going to call. And then, yeah, like I said, the president uh, or the ring announcer liked us so much that they said, hey, president, he's like, I want to do it. So we ended up having two great conversations with them. Uh, we also interviewed an independent wrestler at the time was going by Niles Young. He's changed his name a couple times since then. Uh, I've, I want to get him on here also. I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but um, do the thing. Let's have some fun. He's got his own podcast, too. So uh, I would love to have him on. And that was really fun. That was kind of a shot in the dark. But we went for it. We had a lot of fun with that. And then, you know, the callers were fun and, and the interaction that we got was a lot of fun. And I think the way that show changed made it more fun for all of us. So like, I don't want to speak for Brian, but uh, in my case, I guess, uh, the show became more fun when we stopped focusing on beat-by-beat recaps of TV and instead went to, uh, you know, news items and and fun stuff. So, not that the shows weren't fun, but you know what I mean. So, Uh, yeah, that was some wrestling show in a nutshell. It's hard to really put that in a few minutes, but I just did somehow. Um, yeah, the sports shows got, I don't want to say they, they wore on me. I, one thing that I will say is I wish that we had, uh, well, again, let me not speak for anybody else, but I wish that I had prepared for those shows better or at all, because we would usually just walk in, you know, five, 10 minutes before the show. Hey, what are we talking about today? And, uh, okay, we're doing NFL. We got some World Series. We got, uh, you know, whatever. And just roll with it. I really wish we kind of would have had more structure. I guess that's, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so I just realized while I was editing, actually, that uh, I forgot to tell you about one thing that I did on a sports show that was really fun, and I wasn't sure it was going to work out, but somehow, some way it did. So 2008, uh, the Phillies won the World Series. Yay! Yeah! and uh jill and i went to the parade and the parade was on halloween that year and tim and brian did the show without me in the studio but we decided hey you're going down there give us a call from the parade give us a field report do the thing it's something that you know real sports hosts do and i figured oh i was down there anyway and i figured they're doing the show it's at the same time so i figured let's do this it's going to be great uh it was really awkward And I believe I put up that World Series call on Mixcloud. If not, I will put it somewhere. Um, Maybe I'll put it in the show notes. I don't know. But uh, (laughs) I didn't know what they were going to be talking about because I didn't have a fancy gadget to listen to the station while I was there. Uh, So we just said, all right, I'll just call you at some point during the hour, and we'll talk about it. So I was able to call them from uh, from my spot on the parade route, and uh, we talked for about eight minutes. About how, and they like they really asked me questions. Some of them I, I got, some of them I didn't. Uh, the really simple one was, How far are you from the stadium? and I didn't know how many blocks it was from where I was, so that didn't really work out for me. But uh, you know, I'm a dope, I embrace it, I don't know things about directions or anything, so I uh, <laughs> so I decided uh, just roll with it. I couldn't really hear them because I had called after the parade had gone by and I still had a really hard time hearing what they were saying so I was just sitting there I was like all right yeah we did this this guy was out the loudest cheer was this guy MVP was this guy it was great had a great time and then they were like all right see you later go enjoy yourself and then I guess they went back to the show and uh, Brian said that I could never come back so uh (laughs) because I guess I don't know maybe he didn't like have me in the studio or maybe I did such a good job either way we never did that again because I don't know, I guess we didn't have, a, there was no big event that we wanted to go cover or that any either of us was going to, so I guess that didn't work out. But uh, yeah, I wanted to mention that before I get to uh, something provocative in just a second and other stuff, whatever else I talked about. But I wanted to mention that because it was a fun thing, and why not put it in here? Uh, all right, here's the pooper. Oh, and of course I cannot... Uh, end this discussion without telling you about something provocative, which uh, there's more, but I, you know, I can't get away from it without doing that. So Tim and I decided, or Tim decided, hey, let's do a talk show. And I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And uh, I had a little notebook because my mom years ago said, hey, you're not remembering things. You got to write stuff down. So I went to Right Aid and I bought a little notebook for three bucks and I started writing everything down. Everything I was soon to forget, I guess. Uh, And I used it also to write down some topics and all kinds of other stuff. So I did prepare a little bit for that show. Uh, We got to play a lot of cool music. Uh, My cousin Steve was a regular caller because his band was uh, making an album at the time. So he called a lot. We had a bunch of people call in about all kinds of stuff and a lot of topics that we used on that show. uh, I have used on this show because I figured they were fun and uh, we might as well, right? Why have them get lost in the ether and or now they're on Mixcloud. But uh, why have those get lost in the ether for no reason when, uh, if they're not time sensitive, I can use them. And uh, yeah, so that's, it was a lot of fun and it really, it helped to shape what this show has become because I wanted to, um, well, when I started with the live show on, uh, on Indie Radio, I was like, hey, I'm just going to pull all that stuff together. And then when I ported that over to the podcast, hey, I'm going to use all this. And so, all of that as awkward as it may have as it might have been as weird as it might have been as um as nerve-wracking as it was uh I had a lot of fun with it and it really shaped what you're hearing now whether I mean I don't know if that's good or bad for you but it really worked out for me because I knew that I wanted this to be a thing and it took me some time to figure out exactly what that was and then I just decided to fall back on what I had been doing and that's what you're hearing now so uh I owe a lot to the people there I owe a lot to Brian and Tim and Mike and uh, and everybody who uh, helped me kind of grow as a I don't know an on air talent is that is that weird to say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know but the one thing that I never thought I would do which seems is going to sound weird because I've been doing it for so long now is I never thought that I was going to be able to do a show by myself I never that was never the plan even when I started doing indie radio I was like hey am I able to have a co-host while I do this? And they were like, ah, not really, unless they're in the room with you. And then Bill and I were supposed to do a show together, and that didn't work out. So that kind of became, all right, well, I might as well take this and do the thing. Uh, But that didn't happen without me doing a sports show by myself one time. Or no, I'm sorry, that came later. First, last semester senior year, I decided to do a music show called The Lunchbox, And it was essentially the closest I could get at that time to being on real radio, where I would talk a little bit in between, but mostly it was, here are some songs that I like. And that's basically what the show was. So the, well, the original plan for the show was going to be 90s music. And then Tim and I decided to change the core format of the station to 90s music. So then I had to shift my focus. And so it became just, hey, music show. Occasionally people would wander in and I'd talk to them. Uh, But more often than not, it was just music and me awkwardly talking in between. I knew it was something I wanted to do. I didn't know that I was going to keep doing it. I didn't know it would lead to anything else other than that. Um, Like, it led to me doing a sports show by myself, which was one of the most terrifying things I've ever done in my life. And uh, (laughs) it was just like, oh, boy. I I wasn't sure I could keep anybody entertained for, uh, you know, 20 minutes, let alone an hour to fill the airtime. So that was interesting. Um, yeah, being by myself in the studio was, well, to do like homework and stuff, it was great to just put on the music. It was great. But to host a show by myself, like there were some times on some wrestling show when Brian would have to go to work or, um, for some reason he wouldn't be able to do the show. So I would do it on my own. And there were a few times when somebody messed with the board and the phone wouldn't work. So there were a couple of instances when somebody would call and I'd hear them, they'd go over the air but they wouldn't hear me. For whatever reason, somebody turned a knob and I didn't know how to fix it and I will never forget the first time I had to do it. It was utterly horrifying because I'm trying to have a conversation with someone who can't hear me and it was really awkward and uh, I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. That really, doing this podcast for so long has honestly made me happy that I don't do things live anymore. The technical issues, I don't miss the... Uh, I don't know. There's always that fear when the phone rings, where you don't know who it's going to be, and you don't know if that person is going to be, you know, friendly or hostile or or whatever, and you're never sure how it's going to go. But that was also part of the fun, right? The the live environment was anybody could call at any time and join your discussion or try to hijack your show or or whatever, right? So uh, that was the terrifying part of it. And then uh, the sports show. I think I cut that sports show short, by the way, by like 20 minutes. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> It was a situation where we weren't sure if we were going to do the show because of work or studying or whatever the case was. And so we're like, all right, no problem. And then I was in the studio at Showtime, and I was like, you know what? I got some notes. I got some stuff. I'm just going to do it. And I did. I don't know if anybody listened. I don't know. I don't remember. Um, But I remember having fun with it, and that kind of paved the way for doing this. And so that was kind of, all right, well, now that I've done it, now that I've done talking sports by myself now that I've done music by myself I've done I'd done wrestling by myself um I'd never done like a straight talk show by myself but that was uh I'm sure that was gonna come and I think it did I don't know what do you think we're at episode well uh 250 plus as the time I'm recording this so I don't know what do you think have have I uh have I grown as a performer (laughs) well man yeah it was uh it was terrifying, and not only because of the technical hiccups that we had to deal with, but uh, that was a big part of it, though. not knowing whether or not it was gonna work and if it didn't work, knowing that I didn't know how to fix it was also really bad. So the pressure to put on a good show was always there for me. It still is with this show. Although now if I screw up, I can just stop and re-record and uh, and do whatever. For example, I already recorded this episode, actually, and I got about halfway through editing, or not even halfway through, and realized, no, I'm sorry, halfway through recording, and was like, nobody's going to be interested in this, so I started again, and hopefully it worked out, because we've been here for 25 minutes, so I don't know, maybe maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I, uh, I had a lot of fun with it, I immensely enjoyed my time there, you know, again, sorry, Mike, I was a big jerk to you for... No real reason at all. I mean, maybe I was just trying to be funny or edgy or whatever, uh, putting on a gimmick or something, but uh, I'm very sorry. And I hope, I really want to have him on because I kind of want to know. Like, I've never asked him why I was his first choice to be on the show, but uh, he kind of kickstarted this whole thing in me, lit the fire as they say, and here I am 12 years later, or however long it's been when you hear this, uh, still doing it. So there you go. I owe it all. To Mike Caffarelli, I would all to Brian and Tim and uh, and everybody and George and JB and all the people who were there to uh, to get me started and and teach me how to do it. And it was uh, again, I enjoyed my time. Could we have done a little better? Could I have done a little better? Certainly, I could have done more to prepare. Uh, I did finally start printing out notes for some wrestling show, but I didn't do that for any other show, and so I was kind of uh, <laughs> kind of bummed out by that. But in the moment, it's just like, all right. We're going to try to do it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, nah, nobody listened anyway. So so there you go. Um, yeah, so I had, uh, again, a lot of fun with it. And it was a lot of fun for me to kind of... Re- I know I've mentioned uh, on this show previously, like, hey, my radio days, my radio days. But uh, I never really dove into a lot of the things that I dealt with. And really, it's the anxiety. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's the biggest thing was now i don't have that because i can do this you know whenever i want and nobody hears it except my neighbors through the walls sorry sorry everybody um but you know nobody has to hear it until i think is good enough right so i think that's a big thing and i say this as i uh, as of this recording i'm contemplating streaming the show live on twitch so that'll add that back in but um i'm not gonna do phone calls i thought about it like hey i have a google voice number but I'm not going to do it because the uh, the anxiety, the butterflies for doing the show live are one thing, the anxiety for phone calls from literally anybody, I don't know. I will say, as much fun as they were, I'm kind of glad that part is done. I, uh, <laughs> Just because you never knew, and you never knew if they were going to try to be funny or, or nasty or whatever, you never knew what was going to happen, so... um there were some rough times, mostly technological side of things, but uh you know, we made it out, I think uh well, we all did make it out. I don't know about unscathed or anything like that, but um you know people say that unscathed. I think that's really funny, but anyway, uh yeah, so that was that was uh, in a nutshell, my time at w d s r uh again, I enjoyed it very much. I know I've said that four or five times now, but um yeah, it was fantastic it it led to doing this, which is one of the most fun things I've ever done in my life. So, um, I owe it all to a lot of people who are uh, a lot smarter and more ambitious than me. So I thank all of you for letting me into your world and letting me into, uh, your headspaces, and to everybody who helped get me started on this path of, uh, of what's become one of the most fun things I do. I sincerely thank you for it. So there you go. That's it. That's the, I know I've kind of gotten off track here, but, um, Oh, man, I I just remembered that there was a thing I wanted to tell you. I don't know where I'm going to shoehorn this in. I'll put a coin and do another sound effect. But uh, when we started being on the staff, Tim and I, we had to go in and, uh, okay, so the radio station was in the middle of the, well, not the middle, but um, near one of the entrances of the cafeteria and in this little hallway on the way to the bookstore. So there was a little lounge right across from us. And then, you know, people walking by the bookstore, people coming in and out for lunch and dinner, going to the bathroom, whatever. And so we had little speakers out so people could actually hear the radio station. Because what good is a station if the people in the school can't listen to it, right? So for a while, they were on, and people could hear the station, and it was great. It worked out. And then apparently, the people at the bookstore complained because, hey, that stuff is too loud or whatever. I don't know. Uh, But again... What's the point of having the station if nobody can hear it, right? So we figured out how to turn those down, and uh, I guess it was okay. Then all of a sudden, they were off. And then we're like, okay, well, that's weird. So we called in an electrician, or the school electrician. We didn't call one ourselves, but the uh, <laughs> the school electrician was like, all right, here's what we have to do. I know how to do this, but for whatever reason, he didn't do it. Like He told us, I know how to do this, but I'm not going to do it. And we're like, why are you then why are you here? Why are you telling us that you can do this if you're not allowed to do it? So we had to get a new mixer, a new board, because the other one crapped out. So we had somebody come in and install that. And it was weird because for some reason, the station volume and the outside volume were were on the same channel. So that meant that whatever knob or slider that you used to adjust the total volume of the station also adjusted the speakers and vice versa. So What would happen after we figured that out and got that connected so people could hear the station? We would have it up, and apparently we learned that some of the maintenance guys would sleep in the lounge overnight or at some point during their late shift, and so they would go in and turn down the station, the whole station, so nobody could hear it because it was too loud on the speakers, and I was like, all right, that seems weird, but whatever. That's what we were told, and this electrician guy was like, oh, yeah, we can do this and this and this, but I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, all right, that's, that's strange. But then what we learned is that this guy, this was so weird. This guy was so strange. He would take a list, a playlist of his music, like a bunch of his music files that he had from wherever, and he labeled it. You know, he put his name on the folder, this guy's music. And it was one thing to have your stuff on the computer. And if you wanted to, like, make a playlist to play while you're working or whatever, that would have been fine. What he did was he put his music into the core format of the station without telling anybody he just did it. And it was like, you know, classic rock stuff from seventies and eighties. And so Tim and I, again, we rebranded to nineties and then we're listening. And all of a sudden, you know, you get a song from the seventies and we're like, what the hell is this? So we went in and we saw the folder in there. Like, why is this dude's music on the, like in the playlist? Like again, it being on the computer is not a problem, but He was going in and moving his own music into the core format of the station so it would play with all the 90s stuff we were trying to do. So we're like, what the hell? So we went in, we took it out, and then every couple of weeks, he would put it back in. Like, I guess he would go in and and try to do his work or whatever and be like, oh, I want to hear this music. All right, make a playlist, put it in there while you're working, and then leave it alone. But every few weeks, this guy would put his stuff back into our core list. Like without, he didn't tell us, he didn't ask us if it was cool. He apparently thought he was a member of the staff of the station for some reason, even though he did not do anything to actually help us. Like he looked at all the wires, he said, oh, I know what to do, and then did not do any of it to help us. But for some reason, he thought that uh, he was a part of the team and that meant he could put his music into the station. And it was just like, "Why? why? Why are you doing this? Why? And the maintenance guy who told us that also told us a story that I cannot repeat about that electrician. Uh, it was just like, it, it It all made sense, I guess. And so it was just really weird. Like other times we'd come in and that's how we found out that the guys were turning it down because we'd come in and the station would be off. Nothing would be playing. We'd try to pull it up on our computers, nothing. So we'd go over and, oh, it was turned down. So we had to leave them a note like, hey, please don't turn this down because the station goes off the air and that's not good. Also at this time, we were trying to get sponsors and so people aren't going to you know, pay for ad time if your station's off the air for six hours a day, right? So that was weird. I just thought of it after I finished recording. So I'm going to have to shoehorn this in somewhere. Uh, I just always thought that was a weird story. Like this dude who thought he was part of the team would come in and not help us at all and then uh, try to make changes for no reason. So yeah, that was... Um that was interesting. We uh, we made fun of that guy often, and uh, I hope he's doing okay somewhere else, or, where, or maybe he's still there. I don't know, but uh, I hope he's all right, and I hope that they figured out how to, I don't know, how to handle that situation. I think uh, by this time, the station has moved to the Student Center, which always kind of made more sense to me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't been back to the sales since I graduated, so I have no idea. I would like to go back, although you know, as I'm recording, we're in the middle of a pandemic, so... Who knows, when this comes out, we're probably still going to be there. So I don't know. I would like to go back and visit. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, just wanted to throw in that story before I got out of here about the weird electrician who, for some reason, thought he was part of the team, even though he didn't help us. All right. So uh, you'll hear a sound, maybe the pooper, because we loved using the pooper sound. And, uh, and then I'll wrap the show. All right. There you go. Really, what you need to know is there were some ups and downs at WDSR for sure, But, uh, you know, the ups outweigh the downs. The ups are better than the downs, I guess. And, uh, again, it led to this, so I am grateful for all of it. So there you go. That's our show. We made it. TheNextLevelNetwork.com is where you can find all of our wonderful podcasts, all 12 or 17 or 48 of them at this point. Who knows? Uh, Facebook, The Next Level Network, or The Next Level Podcast Network, I think it is. Um, Subscribe to all of the shows so you never miss anything about what they're doing. I'm everywhere at The Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. Leave me a voicemail or send a text 209-867-7638 for your questions, comments, concerns, observations, and please, corrections. All right? There you go. We did it. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, I hope this made some kind of sense because I don't want to do this a third time, Um, although really... When I put this out, it'll be because I'm distracted doing something else, like some kind of big life event. So I guess it won't really matter if it's good or not. It'll just be, hey, there's Pat rambling again. Oh, oh, you. So there you go. Oh, man, this has been an 8 boiling production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And, of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, man. Oh, I forgot to. Oh, no, I'll save it. g and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out, as they always do philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. Thank you so much for listening. You've been inside the melting pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one.
0: Yo. I get a cold beverage? I need some Netflix, a I'm a steamer, no give me no bumps. Glass, some ice, and a dash off of me. It's no shiny time. Yeah, yeah, i go good. I'll be then filling up a. What a man is like, it's rain Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage sweet so sight. Get in the fret, get in the fret. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing. Keep one thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice, didn't even gets a bite, but the brew tastes nice. Back to the ball, so every and a colada. Need a whole lot of them food drinks, they got to meet up Must tell you I'm the cool aid kid. Are you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, I like cool beverage, I'm kinda of
1: thirsty. I, I like the day. Day. I like old beverage. I like whole beverage. Uh-huh. This is the voice of DeSales
0: University, WDSR R. Hey! Yo. We now run the show! We now are the show! like it or not we are taking over the band is back together wds nwo for life (laughs) the preceding announcement has been paid for by the new world order